1: Visit berna.com slash jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells. Whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet, maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. You like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code Jesse. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code Jesse. Some discomfort. Have you heard the lockdowns are causing discomfort? Yeah, I'm about to rant on billionaires scolding people about discomfort, indoor dining. We have more rioting in the streets, and finally, Some Christmas cheer. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. If I were to ask you to name the biggest monsters in history, who would be on your list? Think about it. Obviously, 99% of the people said Hitler right off the bat, or at least you thought it if you don't talk to your TV. Stalin, clearly on the list. Pol Pot, Ivan the Terrible, you can go down the line, Nero, whatever. The the, the worst monsters, the worst dictators in history. They all committed mass murder, horrible, horrible human rights violations, huge slaughter. And you know what's amazing about them? I talk about history all the time. On my radio show every day, I open it up with a history story every day. So I'm always reading on history and things. And what I've found to be so unbelievably fascinating is these people you and I consider to be monsters, demons, the Antichrist, the, the worst people on earth. They all thought they were helping. They didn't wake up. I, you, look, you can read the things somebody like Stalin wrote, Mao, Hitler. Hitler. Hitler has a book about it. You can read the things they wrote. And even when they're talking about something monstrous, you know, the evil Jews, something like that, when they're talking about these things, they don't think they're the bad guy. They think they're helping. Uh, Adolf Hitler uh, fought in World War I for Germany. He was a war hero, decorated, wounded in combat. Adolf Hitler thought, in his twisted up, disgusting mind, that Jews were what was wrong with Germany. and if he could just get rid of the Jews, that, well, Germany'd be fine. I just he wanted to help Germany. he did. Pol Pot killed maybe half of his country. Half! I'm not making that up. Went into the cities and evacuated them, beating people to death. The worst, the worst human rights violations I, I, I've ever seen. I, I, I've never seen percentages like this before in my life, if you look at what that guy did. On his deathbed. On his deathbed. Towards the end of his life, he talked about how his conscience is clear. He's not a savage. He said, and I quote, Everything I did, I did because I love my country. I want you to understand something. Before I play this video for you, I want you to understand the most dangerous people on the planet, the most destructive people on the planet, they're the people who think they're doing the right thing. They're the people who feel like they have the moral high ground. They feel like, well, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, we got to break some eggs. I mean, it's okay. That person is a sociopath. You see, the thing about me is, I know I'm a sociopath. I know I'm an immoral soulless monster. I don't pretend to be otherwise. But these lockdown people, especially the people in charge, people in charge, the hugely wealthy, lock down this, just close your business. What are you talking about? Don't go see your grandma. They genuinely think they're helping. They are the monsters of today. If you think monsters only lived yesteryear, you have another thing coming. The things these people will do to you in the name of helping, it is jaw-dropping. There is no limit. In order to stop coronavirus, there's no limit to what they would do to you without giving it a second thought. You can say, after I play this video, well, you can't compare that guy to Pol Pot. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I want you to watch this video of Bill Gates talking to Jake Tapper about coronavirus. And as you watch, don't just listen to what he says. Look at his emotion level. Look at the little words he uses, like discomfort and things like that. And you tell me, you tell me, what would this person do in the name of stopping coronavirus? What would he do What would his conscience allow him to do? Watch,
0: you tell me. When do you think life will fully return to what we thought of as normal back in January? No masks, no social distancing, uh, no other protective measures necessary. Certainly by the summer, we'll be way closer to normal than we are now. But even through early 2022, unless we help other countries get rid of this disease and we get high vaccination rates in our country, the risk of reintroduction will be there. And of course, the global economy will be uh, slowed down, which hurts America economically in a pretty dramatic way. So we'll have, starting in the summer, about nine months where a few things like big public gatherings, uh, will still be restricted. But, you know, we can see now that somewhere between 12 to 18 months and we have a chance if we manage it well uh, to get back to normal. 12 to 18 months?
1: twenty twenty-two. 22? Oh, bars and restaurants. Oh, yeah, obviously those have to close. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Without, without a second thought. The billionaire lives on private jets. He bathes in champagne, has people bringing him caviar. The billionaire, just close your bar. What's your problem? Yeah, of course we're going to close your bar and your restaurant. And that, think about this. You want to be creeped out? Think about this. That's what he felt comfortable saying on national television. What do you think that person says when the doors are closed and the cameras are off and it's just him and a couple buddies just being honest with each other. What do you think that person says? What do you think that person would do? And believe it or not, I'm actually not even trying to single out Bill Gates. He just happened to be the most recent one to make comments like this. The people in charge of you, the people in charge of me, the people who run things, the fabulously wealthy, the politicians, they would and will do Anything to you about this coronavirus stuff because their conscience is clear. They're not going to give it a second thought. They're going to eat three square meals a day, fly first class or private all over the globe, five-star hotels, vacations, pretty girls, good booze, life is good, right? Oh, well, don't... Well, yeah, your restaurant has to go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had a suicide in your family about it. No big deal. Oh, what... Child abuse in the home? Oh, well, look, that has to be done. It's coronavirus. Oh, your kid's mental health. Nah, look, whatever, it's not important. Coronavirus, don't you see? Coronavirus makes all that worth it. The supply chains, with all these, you understand what's happening right now, right? When we have stats like we had another headline this morning about 10,000 restaurants in just the past few months closing permanently, you realize that's more than a mom and pop restaurant that you or I may never walk in. That's whole supply chains being destroyed. If you're somebody who supplies the beef, the milk, the dairy, whatever the case may be, and all of a sudden your orders are half what they used to be, you're going out of business too. We have entire large chunks of our economy going down the toilet. We have hotel chains going down the toilet, small independently owned hotels going down the toilet to the commercial real estate market. Do you know what happens when all those empty skyscrapers stay empty and the corporations who own them or people who own them can't pay the banks back? We're going to have banks folding. And you know what the most amazing thing is about everything I just laid out for you? I could lay all that out to Bill Gates' face. Wouldn't make a dent. He, He would sit there and he'd nod. Well, yeah, okay, but we have to fight coronavirus. You see... These people aren't misguided. These people are sociopathic monsters. They are. They're sociopathic monsters. Here's another one. Andrew Cuomo, quote, Indoor indoor dining will close in New York City starting Monday. Hospitalizations have not stabilized, and with a rising infection rate in New York City's density, this means that indoor dining is too high of a risk. Takeout delivery and outdoor dining will continue i want you to remember something as as we go into as as i show you these stats i want you to remember something that's the same andrew cuomo who got caught on camera indoors at a massive party no mask on his face shaking somebody's hand and patting him on the back pictures are out there look at these statistics also look at these statistics for where coronavirus actually gets spread Households, social gatherings, 74% like the one he was at. Restaurants and bars, 1.43%. These people are monsters. And it's not just that they're monsters. It's that they don't know they're monsters. They think they're the good guy. That's frightening. Barstool's own Dave Portnoy had this to say. Hard to argue with it. New York
2: City just closed indoor dining. What do they think is going to happen? What What do they think is going to happen to the thousands of restaurants, the bar? They're done. The bar and restaurant industry and small business have been squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and they've tried everything. They've been as creative as possible. you got the outdoor dining these structures they've had to build on their own dining. You have the glass in between, the mass. You've had the six feet of separation, fewer tables. They've been as creative as you can be to save their livelihoods, to save what they've spent decades of blood, swear, sweat, and tears building. They've done whatever. They've scratched and clawed. And now a few politicians in New York, City's like, eh, you're done we're shutting it down no indoor down how do you expect these people to survive what are people gonna go out to dinner now in ice cold temperatures it's insanity and this isn't about corona or how dangerous and the hospital isn't rising it's not listen the vaccine is right around the corner if you're health impaired you're afraid of it you're old don't go out stay inside for three months the vaccine is coming but let people decide i can't believe In this country, what I consider the most basic right of them all, the right to earn a living, the right to earn a livelihood, is now being stolen. It is being stolen. It is being stolen. And
1: again, let me repeat, you could play that video for Andrew Cuomo, Bill Gates, whatever, wouldn't even make a dent. Wouldn't make a dent. What do you do? What are they thinking?" he asked when they when they're doing this these people, what are they thinking? They don't care. That's the nature of being a sociopath. You don't care, especially when you think you're on the right path and everyone else is on the wrong one. Hear me and hear me now. You had better stop these people. You had better defy them and defy their orders and do your thing or you are going to be impoverished. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, you like to save money. Um, I don't know about you. Times are a little tough in case you haven't looked around and noticed. I love to save money. And while I save money, here's the problem. I have to be careful now where I spend it. Where I spend my money is important to me. I'm tired of funding the people who hate me. What if you could save money while also funding the right people? The people you want doing things like running for office. You know there's something out there called Mammoth Nation? You know for $19 a year, $19 a year, you can have discounts on things like hotels, shopping, telehealth. You can have discounts on a lot more than that while also knowing your dollars are going to the people you want running things in this country. That's how great Mammoth Nation is. Go to mammothnation.com slash Jesse. Mammothnation.com slash Jesse. This is not just a great business, this is a cause I believe in. Mammothnation.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. I have bad news. I hate just giving it to you right between the eyes like that, but I find that's for the best. When I walk in and I've put on too much weight and my old man tells me, you're fat, go to the gym, uh, it doesn't feel good, but it's probably better than giving you a hug and saying, wow, you're fluffy. Just, just give it to me right between the eyes. So I'm about to give it to you right between the eyes. We have this virus. We have this vaccine vaccine rollout somebody of course they had to put it on camera some nurse was the first one to get the vaccine today there's video floating around of all the trucks leaving the vaccine center people were cheering vaccine we're all saved i'm here to tell you something and i'm not telling you this to bring you down i'm not i'm telling you this to wake you up it's important that we're staying awake right the vaccine is not going to end the lockdowns it's not And you know how I know this? Here's how I know this. One, politicians don't willingly give back power, as we've had that conversation many times. The governors and mayors and senators are not going to wake up the day after everybody who wants it's got a vaccine and go, you know, they're all vaccinated now. Let's give back all the power we have. They don't think like that. It would would never even occur to them to do so. That's one. Two, how many lies do you have to be fed throughout this whole process before you stop believing them? I mean, you do remember we're on day 9,000 of 15 days to slow the spread. You remember that's how all that began? Just go home 15 days. Everyone just 15 days. It's just a pause. How many people told you that at the time? Oh, it's just a pause. Don't worry. It's just an economic pause. We're just pausing. We're just going to press pause on it. And then whenever we want to unpause the $20 trillion economy with endless moving pods, then we just press unpause and it turns right back on just like your DVD player. Remember that? I remember. You heard me screaming about it back then, too. Hear me now. I don't care if everybody in the world gets a vaccine. It's not going to stop them. The lockdowns are never going to end until people just defy them. I don't like that. I, I mean, Really, hear me out here. I don't like that. I'm more of a natural rule breaker myself, but I don't take some perverse pleasure in telling you go open up your business, maybe lose your business license. All of you do it at once. But here is the truth. If you believe sickos like Andrew Cuomo are going to hand back all the power they've taken when there's a vaccine, I mean, look at this guy.
3: The good news is uh, the Pfizer tests look good and we'll have a vaccine shortly. The bad news is uh, that it's about two months before Joe Biden takes over. And that means this administration is going to be implementing a vaccine plan. And the Trump administration is rolling out the vaccination plan. And I believe it's flawed. I believe it learns nothing from the past. They're basically going to have the private providers do it. And that's going to leave out all sorts of communities that were left out the first time uh, when COVID ravaged them. We can't let this vaccination plan go forward the way the Trump administration is designing it because Biden can't undo it two months later. We'll be in the midst of it. Uh, And I'm going, I've been talking to governors across the nation about that. Uh, How can we shape the Trump administration vaccine plan to fix it or stop it uh, before it does damage?
1: Guess what else old Cuomo was doing there? That was from a month ago. Guess what else he was doing there? You ready for this? This is really going to sting. Joe Biden's going to get all the credit for that vaccine. You know that, right? People, now, not you, but unless you're a consumer of right-wing news programs, video, radio, unless you're a consumer of those things, the vast majority of the population They're going to be fed by the system that this is Joe Biden's vaccine. They will. The news media will be crediting Biden with it. Professors will be crediting Biden with it. Hollywood music will be crediting Biden with it. Corporations will be crediting Biden with it. Joe Biden, he's going to get all the credit for this whole thing. And when it happens, play back this video because I'm just going to play it and just throw my hands up in the air like we all couldn't see this coming. Now, quick shifting gears here. It was always going to happen, but the right is starting to get more violent. You see, the right has been very, very peaceful. The left has been nasty violent, killing people over the last four years. We had a gigantic Donald Trump rally in D.C. this last weekend. Of course, the violent leftists came out, and this time there was violence going back the other way. Watch this video because I think it's a preview of what's coming.
0: Oh,
3: up
4: You got stop Medic! Medic! medic!
3: Medic! back Medic! back 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 back
2: back back back
1: back up! didn't give me a lot of joy to show it to you. There's more of that. There's more of that coming. It sucks, but it's what we got now. All right. You know what else sucks? Getting your home title stolen. You know what happens when you get your home title stolen? They log in, the hackers do, hack into your home title, which is online now. They forge your signature on it. They take out a loan. That's bad enough the worst part is you don't know and how would you know it's not as if someone's going to call and give you a heads up the first time you get to find out that you've taken out a loan is when you start getting late notices in the mail and here's what happens it happens every single time people get the late notice and they just think it's junk mail and throw it away how many pieces of junk mail do you get that look real they're all designed to look real now they throw it away and throw it away and throw it away and soon you figure out this isn't This isn't fake. This is real. And by then, you're either getting evicted from your home or you have to go spend tens of thousands of dollars on an attorney to get this thing fixed. Or you can just go get home title lock. You see, they'll stop it. The second they detect any tampering, stopped right now. Go to hometitlelock.com. Use the promo code radio. That gets you 30 days of free protection. We'll be
4: back. Joining me now, entertainer Joy Vila
1: and author of the book, Kick-Ass Conservative. Joy, I have concerns. I have censorship concerns, and I know I'm talking to the right person about these concerns because you mm-hmm. exist in an industry in the belly of the beast where you speak out mm-hmm. and say things where, well, they're not very welcome. Big tech. How worried should I be about the next four years?
4: Well, I think we're going to see a tenfold censorship in the next, honestly, six months until, you know, COVID goes away, which I think they have their plan for the next year or two, because now they've seen they can control the populace, right? They can tell us to stay home and we will. It can tell us what to do with our bodies and we'll listen like good little citizens. So just as much as they've controlled our bodies, they control our voices and that's how it started. So being an artist, being somebody who gets regularly censored and I have the blue check marks, right? I'm known, I'm recognized. I have the billboard plaques and the number one hits yet still they censor my voice anytime I talk about politics and even more so will it be for the regular everyday person.
1: Joy, did we drop the ball in the last four years? Assuming right now, because it looks this way, assuming Joe Biden's about to take the reins, how did we not do anything about this for the last four years? Or did we and I just don't see it? Because now we're
4: screwed. Well, if Joe Biden does, which I'm not entirely convinced that he is going to take the reins... Quite honestly, um, it definitely was a low blow when the lawsuit was rejected, the Texas lawsuit from the Supreme Court, but it's not over yet, it's not over. So I think patriots need to pay attention. We need to be bold, we need to be strong, we need to be outspoken. We have been for the last four years. You know, President Trump started a movement, a movement that is very much like the Revolutionary War back in 1776, our fight for freedom, where we had patriots who rose up and said, no, I am not gonna allow my freedoms to be taken from me. I will not allow uh, myself to be overtaxed and my family to go hungry. You know, it started with farmers who simply couldn't take it anymore. Immigrant farmers were in America. So I believe that this is a new 1776. And what President Trump started will continue no matter what, whether Biden takes office or not, we have to be vigilant. We have to stay outspoken. We can't lose hope because that's what the left wants for us to sit down with our tail between our legs and just go, okay, I guess we lost. You guys want unity. I guess we'll give you unity. Even though you called us uh, liars and thieves and the Russia scandal, and we were, uh, what did they call us? Homophobic and xenophobic, racist, you know, Uh, misogynistic for the last four years, screaming that the election was unfair, all of a sudden they say, no, except election results and we're all friends. I don't think we should be violent. Absolutely not. We don't fight fire with fire, but we use our voices, the written word. I want more patriots to stand up, uh, talk about it, start podcasts, get up there, uh, speak about it. Even if you're censored on social media, you know, we have parlor, we have song, we have our freedom and we will be heard.
1: Troy, how... I don't want to say in-your-face because that's not right. I don't want to be an in-your-face person, but the normal person, they're not Joy Villa. They don't have this huge platform, but they are concerned. What should that person do? Should it be starting to talk to family and friends? You go out on the weekend, you bring stuff up. Should it just stay on social media? Should they be in the streets waving signs around? The normal person who doesn't have your platform, what do they do?
4: Well, Jesse, like I talk about in my book, Kick-Ass Conservative, I have a whole chapter on how do you talk to your friends and family. I think the conversation should absolutely be brought up. Not to, you know, not not fighting words, you know, things can be very testy during the holidays, but bring it up. When somebody insults President Trump or says Republicans are racist, I take offense to that. I say, well, excuse me, I'm a black Latina woman who is a Republican. Are you saying we're all racist? We all think the same? Isn't that a little ignorant? You know, you can do it in a way that is spicy, but still sweet, and that's with everything. I think we should all be outspoken in our everyday conversations, uh, and know when to be quiet, maybe, or or be a little more gentle with you know Aunt Matilda when she starts screaming and yelling. And if she's not going to have it, then fine. You know, know that some battles you got to pick your battles, just like in relationships, right? You want to keep the relationship, but share personal stories above all. That's what I do, and during this holiday season. You know, if politics are gonna be brought up, then stand your ground and be firm, but don't break relationships over that. That's not what this is about. And make sure you turn off the news sometimes. I mean, don't don't turn off the Jesse Kelly show ever, but you know, turn off the other news sometimes and relax and enjoy, but this fight is not over and it will continue for the next four years because I do believe censorship will get more incredible. Um, people will be more and more violent in the streets. They aren't Republicans. And we have to use our voices over the violence. That's the only thing. And lots of prayer and lots of artistic integrity. If you're an artist, now's the time to create. If you're a family person, now's the time to love your family and enjoy the little things, but still get out there on the battlefield. The battle starts here and here. And I want everybody, I think it's our American duty to speak up in some form or another. And that's what I teach and and I help people every day with my book and uh, courses and things at joyvilla.com.
1: Joy. You talk about violence in the streets, and obviously this has been a serious problem for the left over the last four years. Mm -hmm. But I saw that video from D.C. this weekend. I think we're going to see more of it from the right over the next few years. And I'm not cheering for that. I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt on any side. I genuinely do not. I think, though, it is an inevitability that people on the right are going to start getting more and more aggressive to match what they've experienced at the hands of the left. Am I just being a cynic?
4: Well, I think you're correct in that, but I am not somebody who ever would raise my voice. I know you're not either for that, because just because they treated us that way, I don't think we should act the same way. In fact, we absolutely should not. That does not mean we lay low, though. That does not mean we stay quiet. We still have to stand out. I mean, after four years of being bullied and told we're the most horrible names, I mean, I get called the most racist names. I get tons of death threats. After all of this, I can understand if I'm getting it, other people are getting it even more so. I mean, I talk to patriots who've lost jobs, who are scared, they've lost family members, relationships. I mean, a lot of things have been broken due to politics and that's not the way it's supposed to be. So I would urge patriots, conservatives, libertarians, Republicans, to be the better person in this battle. Do not fight violence with violence because we're gonna lose in the end. The media's not on our side. So even if you raise your fist once, I don't care, that person probably deserved it, I know. But guess what? What will be plastered all over the news? News at 11, a Trump supporter beat up a little old lady or something like that, right? They'll show your red hat and they don't care anymore. They don't care even the Proud Boys is a group with a lot of people of mixed identities, uh, racial identities, black, Latino, a lot of Latinos I personally know, but yet it's branded as a white supremacy group. So you see what they will do to us. So I prefer to have a smile on my face while I hit you with the facts. You know, know your constitution, read up, learn about what makes America so great, be a part of this great nation, and do something that is above and beyond in the right direction. We have to bring up the spiritual, uh, you know, spirit of this nation back up to where we are proud again to be Americans, where we say, this has pride, this integrity, this has something meaningful behind it when I wave my American flag. And that is the better road. Don't get violent, even if you're angry, Be angry and sin not. Do something good with
1: that anger and go work out. That's what I do. Go work out. Joy, I know people in your industry, I know people in the movie industry who are, I mean, they're bloodthirsty right-wingers, possibly to the right of me, if that's even possible. But Mm -hmm. most, and I understand this, stay silent in the interest of their career. You have not. What do we no. have to do to help more people come on out and voice it? Because it is unhealthy when the left has 99.9% of the voices in the culture. Music does matter. People can deny it and say it doesn't. It does. Movies do matter. This stuff matters. It's what people listen to. It's right. what they watch. We need more of it from us.
4: Yes, we need more arts. We need more artists to come out. See, that's the problem. I think if you, you asked me earlier in the program if we did anything wrong the last four years, uh, yeah you know what we didn't pay attention to is the arts the industries that are really pumping ideas and the left has used it as propaganda to their to further their you know agendas we see where people who are socialists are considered the heroes of the story right people who are capitalists are considered capitalistic pigs and it's it's sometimes so minute and so in there that if you're if you're not aware of what's going on you think that well that's just the story that's just one character but when you see it throughout all of these shows and a lot of these shows are targeted towards teenagers young people you know i'm a millennial so i know generation z is getting it but this is something that conservatives need to do we have we have dropped the ball on the arts and i get it it's scary you can lose your job you can lose your livelihood but what's more important right now, working for someone who goes against your values, against your integrity, or standing up for what's right. You know, join the fight or be quiet and suck it up and go work for the man. But many of us are tired, we're sick and tired of that. Just like me, I, I hated being closeted as a conservative. And I was a recent coming back to being a conservative. As I tell my story, how I came out in the red carpet, and what happened before that? What brought me to that you know, iconic moment? I tell that in my book, Kick-Ass Conservative. Not everybody can come out as dramatically as me, but even if it's as much as just being willing to share the stage with someone who is conservative, uh, who can talk about being pro-God, pro-life, pro-America, pro-Trump, you know, just start with baby steps. But I do believe that artists need to come out and come out strong because I'm like, where are we? You know, I know a ton of them who are quiet, but we're the ones with backbones. There's not a lot of us. But trust me, in 2021, you will see more, um, I think, more of a tribe of us. I call my group Joy Tribe, and you'll see more of of, of us joining as a group and producing incredible content for viewers, for listeners. I have movies coming out, more music coming out. Um, I'm always one to push for partnership and for working together collaborative works. A lot of artists are very scared to do that, which breaks my heart. But uh, not all of us are scared, and it's not just me. So you will see more bravery coming out soon, more courage. But I do want to see even more.
1: Joy Villa, thank
4: you, ma'am. Thank you. Be sure to check out my book, Kick-Ass Conservative. Your listeners and viewers get 20% off if they sign up for my mailing list at joyvilla.com. God bless you, Jesse. Merry Christmas.
1: You too. Merry Christmas. She's awesome. All right. I know... Look, I have your emails. I know anxiety is something you're struggling with. Sleeplessness, joint pain. Believe me, I get it. And and natural medicines and holistic healing approaches, these things are known. They're known to alleviate some of these. I choose CBD. I choose CBD. And the beauty of it is I no longer have to try, because I used to have to do this, 10 different CBDs to see which one was effective. I've taken it before, and nothing... Didn't feel any different. I thought, well, that's a huge waste of money. This stuff sucks. No, it's not all the same. Doctors Trusted CBD Company, they went and researched the whole industry to make sure you can only get the best, highest quality CBD products at their website. That's why they teamed up with Be Best Organics. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. That's DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 5% off and a free lip balm through the holidays. We'll be back.
4: Joining me now, Joel Pollock. He
1: is the senior editor-at-large for Breitbart News and also author of Neither Free or Fair. And Joel, I want you to describe what exactly isn't free or fair or wasn't free or fair.
0: Well, first of all, the fairness point is pretty easy to address. The voting system was essentially changed in the middle of the election at the urging of one party, the Democrats, and largely over the objections of the other, the Republicans. There was also extreme levels of uh, media bias, and the Presidential Debate Commission was stacked against President Trump. The Republicans on the commission were not uh, composed of any Trump supporters whatsoever, so there are a lot of examples of that. As far as freedom, this was an election in which people were uniquely afraid to express their political views, where there was tremendous political violence during the course of the campaign, largely by the left. And it was directed against not just police, but also against people who disagreed with the left. And it was covered up by the media and by the Democratic Party as, quote unquote, peaceful protest. Uh, there was also in, in the sense of unfreedom and inability to share information. And we saw censorship for the first time in an American election on a very wide scale. The media and the tech companies blocking and censoring information, such as the Hunter Biden laptop story, which turns out to have been true. So even though that censorship didn't come directly from the government, we've never seen anything like those constraints on America's free speech. And that's very concerning. We should not repeat these experiences in future elections.
1: Joel, I'm glad you brought up the presidential debate coalition. And, and, I, and I don't want to, or commission, I don't want to, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds for everybody here, but it matters a lot. I was screaming about this at the time. We had three debates. We only ended up having two, With three debates set up. The debt completely stacked against Donald Trump, and I was screaming for the rooftops at the time. How in the world could we be so stupid as to let this happen? Describe for people who don't know who chooses the Republicans who go on that commission. How could we get and how could we get steamrolled like that, that badly?
0: Well, the commission—I go through this in my book. Actually, the commission wasn't always around. In fact, it's not even that old. It was launched in the mid-1980s. And before that, there weren't actually that many presidential debates, but the debates that were handled were largely handled by the League of Women Voters. And then the two campaigns came together in 1988, essentially to create this new commission, which I think was launched in 87, but first used in 88. And the League of Women Voters basically called the whole thing a sham, said that the two parties were installing their preferences, abusing the debate format and so forth, And largely, the commission represents the establishment of both parties, and it doesn't really represent anything like a genuine reflection of what Americans who watch different media with different political points of view, uh, what Americans want to ask the candidates and and how they want the candidates to be evaluated. Uh, We have these gatekeepers instead, who are chosen by the establishmentarians on the Commission on Presidential Debate. And they're no better, in fact, often worse than journalists who are not part of the establishment in asking questions of the candidates. I mean, Chris Wallace, to pick on him, uh, introduced a lot of factually incorrect statements into the first presidential debate. He also directed a lot of his criticisms toward President Trump and very few to President Biden. So Uh, This is one example, but in general, over the last several elections, we've had debate after debate in which moderators have weighed in on behalf of the Democrats and against the Republicans. And it's partly a function of the fact that the establishment is moving further and further left, is moving further and further uh, away from the grassroots of the American people. And so we have these debates that are not set up in anything like a format that would allow people to really examine the candidates and the issues
1: why is the establishment establishment moving left when the base in some ways depending on what you define left or right the base is going right base is going right the right is more radicalized now than it's ever been before i would say that's justified but the establishment is going left why the separation it doesn't make sense
0: well it's not so much a separation as an abandonment i mean the the establishment of this country has abandoned its responsibility to the country. And you can hear it in the speech of someone like Susan Rice, who's been named to a senior White House domestic policy role. And in her speech accepting the appointment by Joe Biden, which doesn't have to be Senate confirmed, she said that for too many Americans, the American dream is a cruel mockery. Now, I'm not even sure that's true of the poorest Americans. I think even Americans who are very poor still aspire to the American dream but the idea that it's a cruel mockery, that's really an attack on the country. And it's the kind of thing that only someone who's really wealthy could say. I mean, Susan Rice was the most uh, wealthy person in the Obama administration, the richest member of the Obama administration. So this idea that these extremely wealthy individuals are somehow social justice warriors for the rest of us, I think is a nice flattering conceit that they entertain and cultivate for themselves. But, It's not any reflection of reality, and I think that they're basically um, inside a cultural and economic bubble that is primarily invested in its own self-perpetuation and doesn't have much to do with helping the rest of the country. Donald Trump, by going outside the establishment, by shunning support from Wall Street, by uh, using rhetoric maybe that the political establishment disapproved of, achieved a lot more for ordinary Americans than any of these people has done in their careers. I mean, Susan Rice has no domestic policy experience, and her, her whole foreign policy experience has been a string of failures, and yet she's been appointed to a very senior position. This is, this is the problem. The establishment in this country no longer sees its own interest as being of, of one piece with the rest of the country.
1: Joel, why did they hate Trump so much? Was it the rhetoric or was it the shunning of traditional powers like Wall Street, keeping the door closed to those people? I would argue it's the latter, but maybe it is the former.
0: Well, it's a bit of both. I mean, there are things that even Trump supporters didn't like about things Trump said or did. But I think mostly it's just that he came from outside the establishment. There was no way to control him, no way to influence him. There was no one that the party establishments, Republican or Democrat, could trust on the inside to take control of what Trump was doing. And they did try. They certainly tried with some of the appointees and some of the people working in the White House, but Trump would override them. Trump had a very clear idea of what he wanted to do. I mean, this was democracy in the most direct sense we've really ever experienced in our lives. We elected an outsider to be the president, and he delivered on his promises. I mean, say what you will, for or against, The one thing pretty much everyone can agree on, even people with uh, Trump derangement syndrome, is that he did what he said he would do, or at least he tried. And that's completely unique in our political system. He just operated in a sense the way we expect politicians to operate, but they never do operate that way because the establishment essentially controls the way they govern. Uh, Trump refused to be controlled, and I think that's why they hated him so much.
1: Joel, I've heard so many complaints, and look, I've, I've made many myself, full disclosure, about Trump's hiring. As many, I mean, as many wonderful things as he did, the people he brought in just sucked. I mean, they were terrible, and they, con- they were consistently terrible over his entire four years as president. But I've had it argued to me, and it's hard to push back on this, there aren't enough people to fill those jobs who aren't just absolute swampy trash that he had no choice. Well, I don't know that everybody's been bad. I mean, there's some people, I think... No, been, not everybody, I, not everyone, but there have been some terrible ones, I mean.
0: Well, I think what you're pointing to is also true, that he came in with a very narrow group of supporters because a lot of the establishment wrote him off from the beginning. And and they, they signed long statements saying they would never work for him and he's a danger to national security. Uh, one of them came to mind recently. He was Trump's envoy to Syria. So he signed this statement denouncing Trump during the 2016 election. And then Trump, through Mike Pompeo, named him to be the president's envoy to Syria. So he actually came into the administration. And and, and as he is leaving the administration this month, he's been saying, look, uh, Trump succeeded. I mean, he said that Trump would never succeed and Trump succeeded. Now, of course, he's got some personal vested interest there because he's now served in the administration he tried to prevent from coming about. But you know, it's a big problem. The establishment shunned Trump, and so he didn't have a very deep bench when it came to, to recruiting staff. That is a problem.
1: Joel Pollock, the book is neither free or f- nor fair, the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Thank you, Joel. I appreciate you,
0: man. Thank you. Thanks so much for the opportunity.
1: All right. Sled dogs. Underrated. I'm about to show them to
4: you. Hang on. I have always had a
1: ton of respect for those dog sledders. You know, you see them much, mush, and they're, they're running the dogs through the dangerous wilderness. I, I think these people are vastly underrated. Maybe, maybe the best athletes of our time. And so when I saw this, when I saw this performance, I knew I had to bring it to you. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow.
4: On the Jordan Harbinger show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger show with Jack Garcia, who did just that.
3: My career was 24 out of 26 years was solely dedicated working undercover.